Craft Beer Radio, episode 457, on March 10th, 2018. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we drink beers and we talk about them. The yeah. best slogan I could come up with. It uh, It's truth in advertising. <laughs> it really is. Because so, that's, that's what we do. My name is Greg. I'm Jeff. What do we have, Jeff? We got two IPAs. We got two Saisons. Uh, like three Saisons. A bunch saisons. of beers that I brought back from Vintage Estates. Yeah, this one was purchased logo. This old... Dupont. Mm-hmm. You want to do this one first? Um, or did you want to start somewhere else? Well, I mean, yeah, let's do that first. Let, let, let's get right on, jump up right on board. I think none of these are going to be uh, small beers. So Yeah, yeah it looks like a pretty pretty uh, boisterous night. Yeah, so I picked this up at the beer store here in Cranberry. The Save on Beer that used to be a mm-hmm. beer distributor. This old cases now has... Six packs. Isn't that nice? Big bottles. I noticed, by the way, your cranberry um, giant eagle actually has a really good selection now. They've really improved. If you can find fresh stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yep, 2015. 2015. This is from Brasserie du This is Avec les Bons Vues, which means uh, with best wishes. Um so this is their, basically their Christmas beer. It's a 2015 version. Uh, 9.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, so it's a Saison, but kind of uh, looks like it has sort of a Belgian yeasty thing going on. Yeah. Um, Heather was, you know, there. You know, when she, she gets in the mood, she goes there and like she'll send me a bunch of pictures of what's on the show. I'm like, oh, that DuPont looks interesting. Grab that. Because we haven't seen much Saison DuPont and it was in a brown bottle, so that made me happy. Yes, that's definitely something that uh, I'm happy to see because my experiences with other Saison DuPonts, I have not had one that hasn't been scotted. I've had, I think, three. Okay. Really, the, the yeastiness is kind of very bready on this. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, know, there's lots of, like notes of bread. Yeah, it, it it has a pretty malty aroma to it. I think there's a little bit of like ripe pear, you know, fruit fruit esters coming off of the nose as well. Little little clover honey type aroma as well. If you're wondering who makes all the noises, it's Jeff, by the way. He makes all the... I apologize. <laughs> I try to do them off mic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm going to have this, give this a taste. I'm not really getting much besides breadiness and maltiness in the aroma. has a nice malt character to it as well. Nice, mm. bright carbonation. The pears are in there. The honey is in there. A little bit of banana as well. It's kind of reminding me more of a triple than anything else. It has... It's a little like... It's a little meatier than a triple. Yeah. Um, but... I wonder, I wonder if this does have honey in it. I mean, I'm really, like really... 
really bright. I the only thing I have is, is the stuff from Untapped. I don't yeah. have any information on, on this beer other than that. Right. Um, they yeah. call it re, redundantly aromatic. Well, well then, nine point five percent alcohol by volume. Yeah, it feels like I don't know when I say meteor. I mean, I like it in terms of the like a triple has a it's a kind of a mouthfeel to it that is less sub, I mean, not I wouldn't mm-hmm. say less substantial. It's just not in it, it. This has more of a of a umami like texture than a triple yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Sure, it has the body like the the sweetness on it mm-hmm. is reminiscent of a of a triple. Uh, the carbonation, of course. And the fruitiness, too, I think. Yeah. But, like, you know, extent. most Saison's, when you think of a Saison, you're not thinking of that kind of triple type sweetness that's right. in there. And this one's carrying that through. You know, perhaps because it is, you know, holiday beer, it might be, it's either, you know, it's 9%, right? You mm-hmm. know, Saison DuPont is not, I don't know, yeah. the ABV is, it's not anywhere near 9.5%. I, I think that this would fit as a holiday beer. I feel that this carries, you know, a lot of sweetness with, um, mm-hmm. With a, a nice maltiness to 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 uh, bring down the kind of the fruit cakey sort of texture that and a lot of alcohol, nice nice beer without without having a lot of like warming spice to it, which I appreciate because yeah. mm-hmm. boy am I tired of spice beers. Of nutmeg, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is two and a half years old, so it's hard to say what it tastes like the year that it's made for Christmas, but uh, it's pretty nice with the. The, the pre-cellared uh, mm-hmm. version here. Yeah, that's a holiday ale. I would not be... I would not uh, stick my nose up at. <laughs> so, we have a... I think Cancel this is, this, this is a beer. sour. I think it's, this might be a Saison. I'm not quite sure. Uh, from Epic. This is a Saison from Jackie. We have two Jackie O's. One of them is another Saison. We have two IPAs and an Imperial Stout. Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah, this one's sour. So let's do the other. Let's do the Jackie O's first. Okay. I expect it to also be sour. Could be. It says it's food aged. This is L or. L, I'm not quite sure which one. There's a little, it's um, a little oh, gushy, a little gushy, but that's okay. I mean, it's in a, it's in a thicker bottle. Got it's designed eyes. to. It's very clear. Yeah, it's like a wine, also like a, or a, a sparkling wine. Yeah, so it's like straw, pale straw, super clear. It looks almost like a cider. It's interesting. Mine isn't quite as like golden as yours, and clear. Mine's like hazier, slightly. Is it just the glass, or is it? Jeff is now mixing, and we'll see. Yeah, it, it was the beer because now the clarity is about the same. Interesting. Okay. Smells funky. Yeah, so this one's a lot more rustic saison. Where you know the last one saison by name, but felt more like a triple, roughly. Um, this is five point one percent alcohol by volume. Uh, it's brewed once. It's fooder age for six months. 
mixed fermentation saison. So you get brewed sometime last year. Okay. Yeah, so let's see the aroma on this. There's a little tartness in there that, you know, you said, you know, a mixed culture fermentation, right? So it smells like there's some bread on there. It's a little bit leathery, a little bit mm-hmm. barney. Like, and then also there's a little bit of a sourness on the nose. So, you know, it might have a little bit of, excuse me, uh, you know, um, Green apple some kind of lambic type blend to it, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's tart. I wouldn't say necessarily sour. Mm-hmm. It has it pretty does. clean at front. Like a clean and, and, and uh, um, refreshing kind of grape juice like mm-hmm. thing up front. Um, leans a little into like apricot and um, a, a, a kind of dank peach. And yeah, the, the light body on it really comes across yeah. cidery, right? It doesn't really come across like very malty at all. It almost seems like a cider, like a really funky cider. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it has some stone fruit flavors in there, especially after you let it linger in your mouth for a while. The stone fruit kind of comes through that peach, like you were mentioning. Kind of sharp carbonation that hits and then kind of eases away. Ends a little dry, a little minerally. Uh, I think there's some bread in there, but it's not mm-hmm. really playing a major role. It's not giving a lot of like dirt and dust and leatheriness to it. It's just mm-hmm. sort of there in... in as as kind of just a, a part of the fun uh, of the uh, fundamental. Yeah, there's a little bit. leathery there, like in the front middle. Yeah, when you get it, but, but it, yeah, it's not yeah. the the lead role. The lead role is kind of that stone fruit playing with the the ultralight body on this beer, which uh, I just had to mention it again because it's it's noteworthy. You don't come across beers like that very mm-hmm. often. Jack Yo's L E L L E. This is kind of what I'm. Yeah, this this is like this is a saison that I yeah. dig. I was gonna say this is kind of what I'm looking for in a saison, but actually, I think I'm. A... And this is the opposite. Almost all the saisons I think I have a little bit too much malt character to them mm-hmm. and things like that. This one, like because it's so unmalty, I'm actually like wishing yeah. it had just a little pinch more. But uh, this one is not very funky yeah. in in terms of you know, so it doesn't bring necessarily that. Leatheriness is sometimes I really enjoy, and sometimes I think can be kind of off-putting mm-hmm. when it's overdone. Uh, but as a refreshing beer and an example of something that beer can do, that I, li- I like how it's getting those like kind of like light yeah. fruit notes at the end there. This would be a beer that I expect most people who hate beer would think this is great. A little bit of like um, unripe pineapple mm-hmm. coming off of this. Oh yeah, that's a good. It's a good call. It's like they're on the, on the edge, on mm-hmm. the edge of the flavor. Yeah. Hmm. Not bad, Jack Yeo's. Not bad. Jack Yeo's is pretty much has been pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they're always a go-to when I'm out that way or when I'm on Kelly's Island. They have a few, and uh, they have all. You know, next time we go to VE, we can get a lot more. Mm-hmm. They have quite the, the selection. Oh, so the L stands for their is their room. It's their uh, sour program room. 
Oh, okay. The L-shaped room encompasses primary. It's all there in the description. Gotcha. Actually, so, yeah, look at overhead view. Mm-hmm. You can see where the, the barrels are and whatnot. That's cool. Neat. Neat. Yes. All right, so do we move on to IPAs? Yeah, I think we should cut split the uh, the two sours up with one of these IPAs. <clears throat> Let's do the three Floyds since we don't get three Floyds regularly. Well, that seems like a like a decent call. <laughs> this is say it. Say this it. is Laser Snake. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle, baby. <laughs> All right. Laser snake from Three Floyds with a Z. Laser with a Z. So it is light <laughs> amplification by simulated emission of radiation. <laughs> 7% alcohol by volume, 55 IBU. The snake has freaking lasers on its head and its tail. It's okay. A... Yeah, this, it's, it's a very colorful, uh, like, it's 80s a... Cobra from G.I. <laughs> Joe. It, yeah, it's metallic, though. Like, yeah. the label has this metallic thing to it, and it's it's not really high contrast. Like, it's a lot of dark colors. Yeah. You can't, it's hard to, like, lots of purples and pinks and... Anyway, they say a good old in a good old fashioned Indiana Pale Ale brewed with special Bavarian hops that give Laser Snake its oh, smooth, okay. non-filtered appeal to all craft beer and micro enthusiasts. Okay. There's your marketing speak. So the beer pours with a cloudiness to it. It's not murky. It's not hazy IPA, but it might be hop polyphenol haze or something like that. Or just yeast. I did pour the whole bottle, but... Bottle? Bottle. <laughs> Still learning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. It, it's, it smells very... Um, a lot like that Three Floyds, you know, Alpha King... Um, Hoppy, sugary, yeah. sweetness. It has some or... has a bit of a tangerine mango thing to it. It's kind of on the tropical side. Hmm. Hmm. Much more tropical than I expected. Mm-hmm. Has a full like it almost has like that hazy type mouthfeel to it or that milkshake type mouthfeel to it. I got this really full creamy mouthfeel. Wow. And I got actually, you know, along with like the the tropical mango thing, I got like wintergreen. I got I got this like mint thing laying on my tongue. So to me mango it, isn't it, there at all, but there's a did, lot of passion fruit. Okay, passion fruit. So it's like I'm not getting yeah, not getting mango, but I'm going to get a huge amount of passion fruit. Yeah, I got this weird thing that not really the mintiness, but kind of like the wintergreen flavor. Yeah, I know where you're where you're got coming that? from, and I'm trying to figure out what that you know how else to describe that because it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't translate well over the air. I think uh, because it's not wintergreen, but it's a it's a menthol like mm-hmm. like uh, cooling 
yeah. effect. The yeah, the body on this thing, the mouthfeel, how full it feels in your mouth is crazy. Like your typical laser snakes, very full body. When we we talked about on the show about like the new BJCP things or hazy IPAs and pop polyphenols and like mm-hmm. the guidelines as written, right. talking about like you know the murky ones and mm-hmm. the the ones with flour added and stuff right. is not what they're going for, you know. With this, with this kind of light haze to it and that full body, um, you know, it seems like this might be more in tune with those guidelines and, and also more similar to like Hetty Topper and like the first generation of, you know, cloudy, hazy, super yeah. hopped I mean, IPAs. I'm trying to figure out what this code is at the bottom here. Oh, you think it might be old? I mean, uh, it's, it might be older than you might expect. It looks like it might be October. Um, oh, way down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, if it is, it, then it's just really keeping its hop flavor for a while. Yeah. Oh, I can't see it with the glare. I can, it's not coming up well enough. Jeff is now reaching for his desk lamp, his Pixar-like desk yes. lamp, and trying to read the code. Yeah, I'd go. Oh wait, what's that? No, let's go with October. Best thing I got. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard to say. Um, but it it tastes great. Yeah, it tastes great. It is. It's really interesting that that mentholated wintergreen thing that comes through. It's not really. I don't know, you know, like on the show, like I'm always looking for the novel to talk about, to dig into. Mm-hmm. And that's, in this beer, that's the thing that's that's novel. Is it the best thing to be focusing on? Probably not. No, I think that the thing that's interesting about it is uh, it, it's, it's bright, hoppy, uh, tropical with, a, you know, mm-hmm. with, with, with some haze going on there that's not your typical, like yeah. the, the hazy that that, uh, that is... Well, how would you that is clarified as northeast, like the northeast that we? Yeah, how would you define the bitterness level on this? Is it apparently like really bitter, or just kind of like it's moderately? Middle. It's it's kind yeah. of middle of the road. It, mm-hmm. it it it's not super bitter, but it's not like just fruit, right? There's a little yeah. There's a little pulling you down, and it's it's so it's not one that I would say is going to be for for your IPA novices who dislike bitter. This is laser snake. Three Floyds. They call it 55 IBU and roughly that feel. It feels mm, about yeah. that. Special Bavarian hops. I wonder what those are. Yeah. Are the Bavarians now making them? Are they trying to get in the New Zealand? Oh, what, what what's that hop that Stone keeps using? The Equinox? No, no. It has Bavaria in the name. It's like Man- Mandolina... Mm-hmm. They were using it in that uh, scorpion bowl that they had on top at Mad Max. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to search it for it here yeah. in a second. So three Floyds, you managed to get that at VE, I guess? Yep. Yeah, because they don't ship to here. I'm going to try Gumball Head again. 
Yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. Might want to wait for like season to come mm-hmm. around. All right, you want to do this uh, epic? The common interest. Well, Gumball has a year round. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. All right, pick this one up at VE2. I think the honeydew caught my eye. Oh, this is the epic one. Okay, so yes. this is a sour collaboration with... Who is it? The collaboration the pairs Oregon-grown red winter wheat with juicy Colorado-grown Rocky for honeydew melons. Yeah. The Commons Brewery in Portland. Oh, okay. Epic. Okay. Yeah, so Colorado honeydew and Oregon wheat. Hmm. I don't see like they don't mention Commons Brew. It says here on the label. Huh. And it is called Common Interests. It's the name of the beer. Oh, okay. Now, now I see it. Like, but so, like in in the first paragraph, this is uh-huh. just like a news thing on, on a blog thing. Oh, okay. In the first paragraph, they don't mention the Commons Brewery. Okay. <laughs> uh, base beer uh, brewed in early January, set to sour and mature in Zoe, the newly named fooder. fooder. A month later, in August, a team from Epic drove to Rocky Ford, Colorado region, famous for their honeydew. Collected 4,000 pounds of ripe melons from the three-generation Hannigan farm. Okay. Over 10... Ooh, this is interesting. Over the past 10 months, a lot has changed, including the news that the Commons Brewery will be closing their doors at the end of the year. No. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this beer poured, the head dissipated very quickly. It's kind of a light straw, not quite as pale as the Jackie O's. A little bit of haze to it, but you can kind of still see your fingerprint through the glass. 7.3% alcohol by volume. There's like a perfumey thing on the nose here. I mean, it's a little, little tartness on the nose, but then, you know, I think some kind of like aromatics from the honeydew is coming through. But not like straight up honeydew. It's more like a candied something or another. Smells good. What do you think? I'm digging it. I'm digging the smell. Especially once you establish honeydew as you know as a as a primer for for your smell, it helps to figure out what's going on. There's a lot of tang on the flavor that wasn't really coming through in the nose. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was unexpected. <laughs> a little sneaky, isn't it? Mm. It smelled like a more sweeter, sub- mm-hmm. subdued beer, but no, there's a pretty, pretty abrasing, bracing tartness right on the front there. Ooh, that that that's I wouldn't say it's the most sour thing we've ever had, but it, it's it's up there. It's in that like it's in the range. It's it's just under the super sour stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was the the lack of what I was of the sourness. You weren't ready aroma. for it, yeah. Oh, my second sip, it has my salivatory mm-hmm. glands just, just, my mouth is watering now because of how tart this is. Yeah, so think Sour Patch Kids, think like that kind yeah. of sour, it's a, it's strong. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a couple sips. 
to kind of get used to the sourness mm-hmm. because right now it's just shorting out my tongue. I'm not really tasting anything in particular other than the sour and, you know, some wheatiness. Yeah, I mean, does honeydew come? Honeydew has a a sweet flavor that it tends to not necessarily, it tends to be, I mean, a little subtle, but not super subtle when you need honeydew just because you're having a lot of honeydew yeah. at, at once. But if you kind of dilute it in something else, then it doesn't really come through that much. And I'm not getting like a lot of that kind of sweet honey-like, you know, it, it's cantaloupe without the cantaloupe, but with the honey. It's 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 so weird to, to try to describe <laughs> it. The cantaloupe flavor, or muskmelon really, is, right. is dialed down to like three or four while like a honey thing is dialed mm-hmm. up and then there's a lot of wateriness. Yeah. But that's not here. It's it's yeah, kind I... of just sour in a citric acid way. Um, yeah, it just it. I'm just getting like yeah. I mean, I'm trying to trying to get past the sour, and it's like just straight up acid. That's like what I'm getting. Yeah. It just tastes like a sour wheat beer that has like a, like a crab apple type sourness, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a that that's where you know. I mean, because it's not just plain vinegar; it's not just plain pure citric acid. There's a slight thing, but it's just like a little appley. But it's, but very, it's pretty very close sour. to straight up citric acid, right? I mean, it's it's definitely not like acetic. Yeah. It's definitely not carbonic. Maybe a touch of carbonics mixed in there, but it just it has just a a, a burn to it, you know, like a. And I, I'm gonna keep trying to get like okay, I'm gonna get acclimated to the burn and start pulling out the flavors, but you know, I'm almost off my sample here, and it still burns every sip. I mean, the wheat characters, it seems like there's a little bit of depth there. Mm-hmm. That there's a little bit of roundness to it. It's not just sharp straw. There's kind of um, almost like um, ha, you know, palate, you know, the whole palate drift. Like, what have you been eating recently? That's what you're going to call when you taste things. And and one of the blue aprons we had recently was this like this black barley, you know, like type thing. And it was, you know, it was the way it was cooked up. But I think there was. What else was in there? It was black barley and quinoa, and just kind of like the quinoa type flavor. It's kind of like a little bit more. I don't know. Quinoa and wheat aren't the same, but for some yeah. reason, you know, I'm kind of tasting the quinoa part that's in here. Well, I know when you taste the sour, you definitely feel like no, no. <laughs> knees. Come on, come on, knees, 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 knees. knees please, knees, please. Look at that. We're totally not fanboys of the sour anymore. No, there might have been a period of our time where like, oh my god, this is yeah. so sour. This is amazing. But just sour isn't going to do it for us anymore. I took a quick big sip at the end just to finish it off. Mm-hmm. Got a little melony, but it's not really worth that big sip because yeah. it's so sour. Yeah. Um, Hey, you know what that sound means. 
we're just gonna talk at you for a minute about how uh, if you, you if you would really just want to support us, then here's the best way to do it. You go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon and you buy stuff. And look, I understand. I hate commercials in my podcast too. That's why we're trying not to, you know, get Make you to... buy something you wouldn't want yeah. anyway. So but here's the thing. The tax man just came around and took half the money that you guys sent us. <laughs> so you need to buy twice as much stuff just to make up for that. Yeah, it, it is unfortunate when you when you're doing it from a personal thing, right? It, it just goes right into your income. Income, but uh, eh, uh, we still get enough to, to support the show. No, yeah, no, and, it's it's good, it's great, but it's like, oh man, like all that bank that we thought we had, like the tax man just came and took it all. <laughs> Not all of it, but a big chunk, like half. Yeah. Yeah, we need a new mic. We need a new mic. At least one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know. Let's see. I still have money for a mic. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Yes. Damn taxes. Saying, turn me back up. Don't don't leave me hanging here. Just in okay. case I, I want to, you know, I need to play a sound. We need a signal for that. You know. Uh, I don't know. The signal, like, every time you signal me to turn you back up... Like, I point what? at my computer and I put my thumbs up. Would that work? You could do a middle finger that's down and just turn it up. <laughs> Sit and spin. Uh, I'd probably get that if you just go. <laughs> maybe I'm. Maybe I'm just the guy who doesn't like. I don't like giving you the middle finger unless you deserve it. Maybe, but not that you don't deserve it. Been doing enough, this for but... so long. It's like there's been times where I turn you down, fade you out, and then like you know. There's a whole coordination. Greg has to stop the sounds. Yeah. And I have to turn it back up. And you know, it's hard, y'all. This show is hard work. That's why we've been doing it for 13 years. Because we need some hard work. I don't know. All right. <laughs> it's so the easiest of hard works. This is, yeah, we love this show. Uh, North High Brewing's Stardust to Stardust. And Stardust to Stardust is in the Star Wars font. Uh, and, and there's like a a... So it's gold, golden text mm-hmm. on a black background, and there's a little golden star field yes. in the background. North High is in Columbus. I picked this up at Vintage Estates. This is 8.8% alcohol volume. They call it an Imperial IPA. 72 IPU, hot with Bravo, Galaxy, Apollo, and Comet. And the malts are pale and caramel. I think this might have been bottled on... The 362nd day of 2017. Okay, so that's, you know, two months, three months old. They say this Imperial IPA is inspired by some of the greatest music ever made and crafted with the interstellar hops we could find. I don't know what that means exactly. Is it a Bowie thing? Galaxy, Apollo, Comet, Bravo. But I know. Right, but the music. Is is it Bowie or well, it's, is it John Williams? <laughs> is he a Ziggy Stardust? I don't know. All right, the aroma on it is kind of candied orange, a little bit pineapple-y, a little bit grapefruity.
aqueous in the flavor. Yeah. I thought I got this like big. Maybe my tongue's burned out from the acid. <laughs> it just tasted. It tasted like pretty watery. Um. So it doesn't taste. It doesn't have the the, the texture that the three Floyds had. Right. It doesn't really have mm-hmm. that big body. Um. It, it's pretty high. Nearly nine percent. It's got a. Um. It feels it. It ha- it brings along kind of a syrupiness that that I associate with sort of the, a, this high alcohol. In the... Yeah, I mean, there's a big malt body. There's a bit of pithiness in there. But it's pretty bright. It doesn't get into deep like tomahawk level like resiny stuff. Uh, doesn't go in doughty areas either. It stays yeah. orangey and kind of around that. Orange. Yeah, no, it stays in the orange, but there's yeah. the, on the flavor, there's definitely some of the orange pith mm-hmm. coming through. This is Stardust to Stardust from North High. So it, it's kind of it, it's kind of that dankness just around the orange, right? So it it's stays... unusual. That's the it's the only can tonight. Yeah, that is unusual. That was not intentional. I just I, I picked the beers mm-hmm. tonight, and this is what I it's came up with. Bottle City, baby. I'm I'm like so curious if my tongue's a bit burned out from that epic. I mean, I'm tasting the beer, but I'm, I feel like I'm not tasting all of the beer. It feels. I wonder if, it, if there's hop fading. Reset is three months, right? Yeah. So I mean, it also seems like it might be hop faded. Yeah. But aside from that, I'm getting this like. I don't know, to me, it still has this like surprisingly aqueous body to it for being such a high ABV beer. If the hops were brighter, then that wouldn't—you yeah. wouldn't notice that as yeah, much. Yeah, if the hops right? are brighter, it might just be this kind of ripper of, mm-hmm. a, of an IPA. Could be. Yeah, I think three months may, might be a little too long for this guy because I think that I bet if it were, you're not even going to fit. Well, it is nine point nine nine percent. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to, to justify it, unfortunately. Um, I'll agree with you then. You just pull it back out of the can on the post show and drink it again yes, later. That's true. It's not like you know, <laughs> but I, I think it's I think it's a decent beer. I think it's you know I it's, I would love to try. Yeah, it I think fresh. a fresh one. Yeah. I think it could be really bright, really popping. All right, so our last beer of the night is Dark Apparition again from Jackie O's, a ten percent Russian Imperial Stout. Finishing on a stout again, just like last time. Yeah. Uh, I think we like to finish on stouts, right? Because we always like to see. Okay, is this is this gonna gonna yeah, be I mean, the one that, uh, that that hugs us and, and makes mean, us yeah, rethink everything? Delicious Russian Imperial Stout that's boozy and oh, it's just it's where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Well, I immediately smell like chocolate stuff, even like this far away. ABV is ten percent. Yeah, guy pours. Yeah, pitch black. The head has a tanness to it, a dark tan. Roasty, woody aroma. Doesn't quite have that boozy, soy, Russian Imperial Stout where my favorite ones are. It has, like, I think we last week we were talking about how that stout was more, I would call it more of American double. Yeah, because yeah. it was so roasty. Just from the aroma yeah. of this one, you know. That was North High again, which did the, that was North High, the Stardust. Yeah. The Stardust. Uh, so this one, so they, okay, they, they stuffed 2,200 pounds of malt in their 20-barrel mash tun. 
Over a ton of malt. Uh, by the end of the match, dark moths are spilling onto the brew house floor. Uh, yeah. So they are basically making the highest gravity beer they could make in the brew house. The brewmaster's favorite style is Russian Imperial Stout, so this is his favorite beer. Okay. So, okay. Onus is on Ida to impress us, man. His name is Brad Clark. All right. One of these guys with, with two first names. <laughs> you serious, Clark? That was something that, that was brought up uh, at, a, at a work thing. There, <laughs> um, one, one of the people in, in, our, in one of our meetings did a, did a thing about the amount of people who have three first names okay. versus everybody else. It's about 25% of people have three first names. Huh. It's a little skewed because one of the people's names was because Johnson was considered a first name. But apparently people had new people uh, who, whose first name was Johnson, so... Now, what if your name is, like, Hunter Clark, right? Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. that is that two first names, or is that one first that name? That would be two first names, I guess, because it, it is a name that's used as a first name. I would... I would... It's a more prevalent last name, though. Yes, but it's, it's, not, it's not as jump out at you as a yeah. two first names. In the post show, we name all the people that have two first names. Or, th- or three. I haven't tasted this yet. I'm still smelling it. The smells, that roasty is is really nice. Let's move on to the flavor. They say carefully selected European and American hops. They call it Oh, decadent. okay. Yeah, so it starts out where I would feel like a American double stout, where it's kind of roasty and malty, but then it opens up. It just, like, here, look at this. And it just, there's this topology of waves of roastiness. It, then it gets a little boozy, and then you get a little bit of that kind of dark soy and type, th- not not quite tangy like soy, but more of the umami part of soy. And it... It's 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 an interesting hybrid. You know, it's not full on Russian Imperial from that first sip, but it's this neat mix between a roasty American stout and a kind of boozy Russian Imperial. I'm just impressed you use topology because it means you're getting it around to like me, yeah. where you're thinking about this, the flavors in terms of shapes. Um, <laughs> uh, I agree with a lot of what you said, um, probably all of it, but I didn't necessarily listen to every every single. Sure, thing. sure. Uh, I was distracted when he said topology. Has um has a creamy thing in there too. Right in the middle, the kind of the valley the valley between the roasty hillside and yes, the boozy hillside. Yes. There's a creamy thing laying in the middle of that valley. So you have a creamy river you see cutting what I mean? through. It's 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 just it, it, it's some like beers, natural. Some beers are just poetic like yeah, that. Yeah, some beers just have a shape. Yeah, that, that was that was rough because I was over at Damien's house a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Megan said, you know, Megan told Damien that I like to do that sometimes, and so he gave me a beer and said, okay, describe this to shape, and it was like, I was put on the spot because not every beer necessarily has a shape that I can come up right, with. Right. Uh, so I was like, oh, uh, uh, I didn't have any answer. <laughs> not not a shapeful beer. But huh? this one does. This one, when you think about, when you taste that, yeah, you feel that valley. I mean, to me, it comes through pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that you're 
coming around to to my visualization in terms of, of shapes. I talk about beers having stories. So, I mean, this is a mm-hmm. short jump into mm-hmm. a, a topology, but this one does have this one. Yeah, this one has more of like you can see it from an overview and not really walking through the story. You know, there's kind of a yeah. different kind of presentation in this. Beer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, you know you're looking at it from from above and you and you feel how it feels on your tongue and you translate that into some kind of shape and yeah in around your tongue is this roastiness and in the middle is this uh this kind of latte like mm-hmm. sweetness and if you think of that as i don't know a valley then you can sort of see yeah. a crater or or a valley passing through yeah. this roasty edge yeah I, I like this beer it's well put together mm-hmm like I said, you know, it's not my fate. What exact? It's yeah. not exactly what I would order if mm-hmm. I could order my favorite imperial stout. I do like the the shape of the spear. I do like what it's giving me. So I I wouldn't have a clue as to how to like guess your rankings for this one, and I don't think you'd have a clue how to guess mine because right. I'm not. I'm still like kind of trying to figure it out. Uh, we'll do that once every couple shows, but yeah. Yeah, when, when, I think I think we should do it when we think we have an idea. Like when, okay. when we're like, you know what? I think I can pin it on you, just to see if it works. I mean, I was happy to to nail you, but I don't think we're going to be doing that all the time. Right. Hmm. And which one of these two do I like better? I think go this way. All right. I'm gonna put put the That's epic, the commons in last place. It was just, you know just an acid bomb. Yeah, and and just I feel like it kind of ruined the next beer for me, which is the one that comes in second to last place, the North High. I, I think it was hop faded, and I think you know if we got that one that was you know right off the canning line, it would probably be more interesting, more bright, more um, worthy you know worthy of. Of the nine and a half percent or whatever it is. I'm going to put... Maybe I want to adjust these. To remember. So I'm looking at the laser snake and I'm looking at the L from Uh Jackie O's. The L had that cidery, super ultralight body to it. The laser snake had that... Oh yeah, I'm going to put the L in fourth place. Like that is one of the least malty beers I've ever had. It almost <laughs> felt like a cider. It felt like a you know that there was not barley malt in there or weed. That it was more like apple juice, and then it had you know some funkiness to it. So, but it was definitely interesting how light bodied it was. I'm gonna put the laser snake in third place, mostly because of the surprisingly full body of that beer um i would have liked to have this one fresher as well but i thought it had a really neat tropical um thing to it there is um but yeah really really full body kind of just kind of hit the spot you know it was had this kind of hot polyphenol haze to it i'm gonna put the avec le bon vu in uh second place you know two and a half year old christmas um Saison from Saison Dupont, and um, it was pretty good. I mean, it was kind of 
you know, straddling the fence between Saison and Triple, and probably more Triple mm-hmm. than Saison. Yeah. But I enjoyed that. And then I'm going to put this Jackie O's, the, uh, the Dark Apparition, in first place. It just uh, it was a very engaging beer. Had a lot of neat things to it. Kind of like three beers in one for me. It had that roasty American stout. It had that latte, you know, that latte type stout. And then at the end, it got a little bit boozy and a little bit more soy. Like I look, I like in my Russian Imperial stouts. And they were all, all three were in there. So put that in first place. Okay, so my end is like yours, and then it it, it diverges. Uh, Epic and, and North High. Epic is in last place because, yeah, it just kind of was just, just sour. That's all it was. And North High could have been higher if it were fresher, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Don't know yeah. for sure. Uh, don't think it was bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it was like, it felt like I was missing something, uh, yeah. and probably it was it was the brightness of the hops. In fourth place, I'm going to put the Saison du Pont. Okay. Uh, while I did like it, um, it was, um, I don't know, I I don't have a huge amount of of difference between these top four beers. I think that there's, uh, th- there's arguments to be made for all of them. Uh, but I'm just gonna put what what came to my mind as mm-hmm. I was putting this together. Uh, in third place, I'm gonna put the Dark Apparition. Uh, I love Imperial Stouts, but I'm not as like jumpy jump on imperial stouts as you are uh and then in second place um i'm gonna put the three floyds the laser snake which i think was a really good kind of uh hazy-ish ipa a lot of going for it but i really like the l i thought the l was a really really fresh and 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 well done saison that would appeal to a lot of people and it certainly appealed to me as is your right, sir. As is your right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> you didn't have to start right there. You could have led into the... I like it. Yeah, here we go. Crafty Radio is released on the Creative Commons license, except for Axl Rose over there. He really doesn't like that stuff. Um, you can visit our website, craftbeerradio.com, for more information. Everyone's like they're like holding their breath. Their yeah. heart is stopped. Yeah, come on, come on, come on. Say knees, say knees. And he doesn't in his video, so I can't do. I can't let you. Yeah, it doesn't finish the song. Yeah. It just it ends after about two minutes of no, 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 no. Yeah, which is which is wrong, right? I agree with you that it needs to needs to resolve. Even even if it just goes to knees, knees, and yeah, then fades right, up. yeah, exactly, exactly. J- just it has to, you know, go for like a minute of no, 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 and then knees, knees. That that is enough resolution. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you knees. That's all you need. Oh, boom! Shwak, waka. All right. Uh, email. Us. Hey, you know what? You know we guilted oh. them. We guilted. A lot of people into sending us yo's. Yes, thank you everybody for for yoing us. Yes, we really do appreciate all the yo's and especially the yo jerks, because um, you know those are the people that really love us. Um, <laughs> if you want to send your own yo, or a hey, or a sup, or how do you do? Yeah, huh. good day to you, sir. Um, F you guys. Come on, hold on, buddy. Um, it's the internet. Yeah. 
I guess I guess you know you really can't show any more endearment than that. Um, <laughs> Twitter at Craft Beer Radio at Jeff Bear at CBR Greg. Uh, email is beer at craftbeerradio.com. And uh, that's it. Yes. Hold your breath, guys. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs>